It's now time for On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson. The conversation will range from local dialogue to international. This show is meant to enlighten, inform, and to inspire. On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson begins now. Hello and welcome to On the Line. I'm your host, Cheryl Wilkerson. You know, this past week, uh, so many sororities and uh, fraternities and it's always close together, celebrated their Founders Day. I'm not in the Greekdom, okay, but my mother was. I used to say that she loved her Deltas more than she loved her four children, (laughs) that she never said I was wrong. But I thought it would be important today to speak to somebody who has pledged and talk about the benefits or why that you pledged or the benefits you've gotten from it as an adult. So we welcome to the program today Cynthia Bullock. She works here at the radio station with us, and she is a Delta. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks for asking me. So you pledged what? Gamma Iota, 1975 Hampton Institute, which is now Hampton University. And why did you pledge? I originally pledged, and I I laugh about this when you think about it, it's more social as you are younger. So you're a part of this group. You like the ladies that you're with. You are comfortable, and you kind of have this social thing going on with uh, – and it, it kind of get even competitive with the other social clubs. But as you get older, as you mature, you realize how important the divine nine is as a group and how inclusive it is to service and you represent uh, the best you of of HBCU of a of the divine nine of a black sorority or fraternity and it's it's it becomes an honor what is the difference in pledging undergrad or pledging a grad chapter? Now, I didn't pledge grad chapter. I pledged undergrad. And I think that there are disciplines if this that I learned that have stuck with me. Um, honor, sticking with your sister, taking up uh, for the truth. Um, and, and they did exercise. And that was, when I, I'm an early morning person, when I go out early morning to the gym or to work, those disciplines that I learned getting up in the morning during undergrad, having to be on the field, having to exercise, I didn't realize how important that was. But I can still, early morning, I always think, and then when I smell the air, I always think of pledging and the discipline and the stick to of this. And it's really funny you would talk about it because my father used to say I never finished anything, you dance, piano, but I finished and I com- and that stuck with me and I was able to pledge eight weeks. I have a friend, Michael Smith. He graduated from Norfolk State as well, as well as a Spartan Legion. He was in the band with me. And he always says, Cheryl, when you're an adult, the networking, the networking, the network is un- networking is unmatched if you are in a fraternity or sorority. Would you agree with that? And if so, why? Yes. And I found it more um, coming here to work at Norfolk State um, because what happens is there is an allegiance with us. There is um, uh, people, and it, and, and I get into it because I am a Delta, but my best friend is an AKA. That's and, cool. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so when we're together, uh, when we're together, we we always represent the best of what we who 
who we are mm-hmm. and who we represent. And that brings in the other. So the networking, the jobs, the the camaraderie, um, I was able to become a part of the um, Greek organization here at Norfolk State simply because they asked me because I'm a Delta. So I met people who you pass every day you didn't know. Now they're like, hey, Sarah. So that closeness is really special to me. So if there is a parent listening right now and, you know, sent their child off to college and they're calling back home or writing back home and saying, they don't write, they might email (laughs) and say, if they're texting, they might say, I want to join so-and-so sorority or fraternity. What advice do you have for the parent? I think it's very good. It's, it's, it is a, there is a cost, but the, the um, outcome, the, the, the results of where the, their child will be become is just, they, they won't even probably recognize their child. My, both of my children did not go to a, a HBCU. Neither one of them pledged a fraternity. But, the my girlfriend's children who have pledged Kappa, who have pledged Omega, they feel a closeness to me because I am a Delta and they always respect it. So, right, it gets back to the network. That is very, very interesting. I want to thank you for joining the program today just to talk about it. We just need some background on it. You know, you hear some positive things about it and then you hear some things that people say, mm, this, that, that, the other. So I just wanted to hear it from someone who actually lives the Greek life. So, Cynthia Bullock, thank you for that and for all you do here at WNSB. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks for asking me. No worries. Next, I'm going to turn my attention to a project that I want everybody to take a look at or take a listen to or think about going. It's called Sanctuary Road. It's based on the remarkable writings of William Still. William Still was an abolitionist and historian a conductor of the Underground Railroad, helped almost 800 enslaved African-Americans escape to freedom. So the piece, which they call very moving, it's put on by the Virginia Opera, tells the stories of, for instance, Clarissa Davis. Clarissa Davis fled Portsmouth. Henry Box Brown, you might have heard of him, he fled Richmond looking for his wife and mailing himself off in a box. You probably heard that story. There are even children's books written about him. And they also tell the account of several other men and women who risked it all to be free. So this is a really powerful piece from what I understand. So many people, the conductor is black, the director is black, everybody in the cast, uh, I think it's eight soloists. They are all black. They are all new to working with the Virginia Opera. Proud to say, my nephew from Smithfield, Virginia, you know the name, Adam Richardson. He grew up in Smithfield, went to the governor's school, of course. Then he went on to uh, Carnegie Mellon, got his master's at Juilliard. Adam travels all over this world making music. I just, to have that gift is just a wonderful thing. I can't even imagine it. But he does. And Adam is going to be in Sanctuary Road. So the cool thing about it is it's going to be in Norfolk, it's going to be in Fairfax, and it's going to be in Richmond. So let me give you the days and the times. Okay, okay. in Norfolk, Friday, January 26, 7.30 p.m. Also in Norfolk, Sunday, January 28th at 2.30 p.m. If you are listening by way of our app, 
please do that. Please tell all your friends to download the app as well. They can, if there's somebody in Fairfax, Saturday, February 3rd at 7.30 p.m., Sunday, February 4th at 2 p.m., okay? And it's also going to be presented in Richmond, Friday, February 9th at 7.30 p.m., Sunday, February the 11th at 2.30 p.m., and uh, Adam is going to be the baritone soloist. So proud of him. But these stories earlier this week uh, on our morning show, the Fresh Start Morning Show, we had Dr. Cassandra Newby Alexander in. She is an historian's his. She's a his, historian's historian. That's what I want to say. And she was just giving us some of the background to what happened here in Virginia during this time period. So please, you you get captivated just listening to it. From what I understand, they have different pricing for this. There's a, even a, a pay-as-you-can option. So there's no need not to go take your young people. It's the opera. So, you know, the dress, you don't have to be super dressed up. Just as long as your clothes are neat and clean, Go to the opera. Check out Sanctuary Road. From what I understand, it is just, it's liberating. And one of the persons in the chorus, uh, school board member, Carlos Clanton, he was saying also that it's only an hour long. So you will be just like glued to your seat. It's not going to take much time. You can get reasonable pricing and you can take your children and learn some history and at an early age, say, I've been to the opera. <laughs> I've been to the opera. Our children would love that. Our children are more than basketballs and footballs. You all do know that, right? So that's really, really important. Uh, something else I want to talk to you all about is, oh, my goodness, it's so many stories. Well, one that hit me, and it probably hits you as well, this story coming out of Lincoln University. Lincoln University, one of our HBCUs. So they have a president there. He is a white man. His name is John Mosley. John Mosley. He is now coming under fire. He has placed himself on administrative leave. Some are calling for his removal as president of Lincoln University. The vice president of student affairs, Dr. Bonnie Candia Bailey, committed suicide last week, a black woman. She left a suicide note accusing Dr. Mosley of bullying her. This story is gathering some steams. The students are already calling for the president to be let go, for him to be fired. Some say racism is at the very core of this issue. Again, this happened at Lincoln University. There are some reports that the president in the previous times had uh, bullied or how can I say it been not so kind and understanding to some of the people that work there at Lincoln University but for someone to take their life for someone to feel so bad and feel so hopeless and feel like there was no help that she had no other choice than to take her life and let me say people were saying that up until the last she was smiling and you know, being pleasant, they said she was always a positive force on student on uh, campus for the students. Supposedly, a third party is going to look into it, 
and find out more about the investigation. But Dr. John B. Mosley served as the 21st president of Lincoln University. He's been there since January 2022 is what I, I remember reading. When he took that job, he said that enrollment and access were his top priorities. There has been scuttlebutt. You would say that perhaps he was not the most understanding. But for Dr. Bonnie to take her own life, you know, that is just, that's tragic. So let's hope that we get to the bottom of that because we need our professors. We need our people. This is a whole human life. And to feel so lost, so broken about it. Mm. That's horrible. Also this week, the black lawmaker who was once expelled from the Tennessee House after protesting the gun violence on the chamber floor. Remember that? His name, Justin Jones, and then he was put back in office. Well, he confirmed on January the 11th that he has been taken off the House Education Administration Committee. This again in the Tennessee House. He said, today the speaker announced that I was stripped from being on the House Education Administration Committee as they prepare to push their unpopular school voucher program. Of course, Justin Jones is a Democrat. He said, my Republican colleagues know voters do not want the education for profit scheme and are trying to stifle anybody who goes against it. I can't remember when that was, but Jones and Justin Pearson, both of whom were black, were booted out of the chamber floor of the House. This was after the shooting, one of the mass shootings. So they were put out, and also Representative Gloria Johnson, that was the white lady who was with them. She was quickly reinstated and everything. But Jones and Pearson, they were eventually reinstated. But however, under state law, both were required to run for their old seats in the primary and the general elections. Both of them won in their special elections, and they get to keep their state seats until August. And as you can see, despite having to go through all of this, they are not deterred. They are still fighting for justice. That's the kind of energy we need now. Some of these people that are in some of these state houses, just let me say it. Okay, your time has passed. It's over. You have done your best, hopefully, but it's time for some new blood to come in there. And many people are afraid of that because they know what that means. Okay, that means fairness. That means some of these draconic laws that you have in place are going to be wiped away that's what that means that means change so you don't like that you don't want that but let me tell you something everything changes the good changes the bad changes everything changes so there's no way around it so that's my thoughts on that just had the primetime emmy awards last sunday night history was made for the first time in its 75 year history an all-black executive producing team, in addition to a black host. Well, they had a black host for the third year in a row. But the all-black executive producer team, that was a first. The host, in case you don't know, was Anthony Anderson. And from what I understand, I don't watch the show, he did a great job. So my hats go off to them. Also, I heard that uh, Quinta Brunson won. Nisi Nash Betts won, and one other female won. So it was a good look for uh, some black people at the Emmy Awards, which was Sunday a week ago. All right, keeping you up to date on that. I know you know about the Iowa caucuses. Did you wake up the morning of, after the caucus and say, wow, 
I can't believe Donald Trump won by so many votes? Or did you wake up and say, well, I knew that was coming? Were you surprised that Ron DeSantis came in second, a distant second, but second? Or did you think that Nikki Haley had overcome Ron DeSantis? You may not be a Republican, but you need to be on top of what's going on with both parties. That's my thought on that. So we'll see what happens as the uh, Republicans continue to square it out, battle it out. And this is my problem with the Democratic Party. Why don't you all say what's going on? Why are you so mealy-mouthed about certain issues? Why don't you talk about what your party has done and how you have helped people instead of letting Republicans just walk all over you and you not say anything? Haven't the Republicans, haven't the Democrats done some things? You know, the other day I was doing a news story and it was talking about President Joe Biden and how, you know, when the Supreme Court squashed the plan he had to erase student debt, he has come up with smaller plans. But those plans have knocked out millions of dollars of student debt that people, you know, are no longer responsible for. And yes, I understand the other side of the argument. Well, I had to pay to go to school. They should have to pay. You know what? Sometimes you have to have grace. Sometimes people attempt to do things and they find themselves further and further in debt, even though they are paying on it. From what I understand, thank goodness I never had a student loan. Thank you, Father, and thank you to my dad. But Sometimes it's the only way that people can go to school is to take out that loan. And then that loan compounds. And before you know it, you took out a $15,000 loan and now you owe $80,000. Okay, don't come down on people that took out loans and now can't afford to pay for it. Yes, I know they're extremes. But why do we always have to go to the extremes? Why do we have to go to the people that took out the loans, and now they're driving around in a car nicer than mine because they didn't pay their loan, and now their loan is going to get wiped out. Think about the average everyday person that is sincerely trying to pay back that loan. They can't do it, okay, no matter how hard they try. Heck, you can't even rent an apartment these days, much less buy a house. If you had to move right now, do you realize what you would actually go through? It is, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. And so, like I was saying earlier, why don't Democrats go back and and just like Republicans have their talking points every day and they are there, they get these talking points every day. And that's why when you hear Republicans speak, you always hear the same thing because they stick to the plan. Okay, Joe Biden in office, and this is not saying this man is perfect. None of us are. But he fought for and he signed the American Rescue Plan, which protected workers' pensions. Your pension? Hello? Hello? (laughs) Okay. Think about that. Has provided money for public safety and crime reduction. Has provided money to support small businesses. He signed a $1 trillion infrastructure bill to repair our roads, the waterways, the bridges, the railroads, and to bring high-speed Internet to rural communities. That also, by the way, included money for public transit and airports, electric vehicles, low-emission public transportation, power infrastructure, and how about clean water? That was a $1 trillion infrastructure bill. 
He signed the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. That was the law that provides incentives for states to pass red flag laws. So it prevents people convicted of domestic abuse from gun ownership. It expanded the background checks on young people between the ages of 18 and 21 who want to buy a gun. It gave money for mental health of young people. He brought unemployment rate down to a low of 3.5 percent. That's matching the lowest rate before the pandemic. I think it's back up now, maybe 3.8 or something like that. But he did bring it down. He signed a bill to help veterans who've been long suffering from the effects of burn pits. He ended the war in Afghanistan. I know people got mad about it. It was the longest war in U.S. history. But President Joe Biden did end that war. Okay, he signed the Inflation Reduction Act making health insurance plans more affordable. So President Obama did what he had to do for health insurance. And then here comes Joe Biden, again, signing the Inflation Reduction Act, making health insurance plans more affordable, and it lowered drug costs because that has gotten out of hand, right? He's also within that plan that stopped a lot of millions from what I read earlier. It said millions of Americans from losing their Affordable Care Act insurance. And it required Medicaid to negotiate the cost of the 10 highest cost prescription drugs. People, okay, so if you have insurance, but you can't, you can't afford the medicine. I mean, what's going on here, right? So he has done these things. Uh, Some might say that because of President Joe Biden, we now have respect again among our allies because the last administration, everybody in the, in the world thought we were a joke. Everybody. And you know that to be true. How about he appointed Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, the first woman to sit on the Supreme Court? How about that? Uh, pardoning people that had been convicted of simple, simple, I said, simple marijuana possession. Okay. President Joe Biden also put into place some some reforms, some electoral reforms to make sure that election results are not undermined. So I don't know. Again, I don't know why Democrats don't get maybe I need to write them a memo. huh? Maybe maybe every night I should write a memo and send it out to all Democrats and say, Whatever news shows, radio programs, whatever reporter puts a mic in your face, these are the things that you are to say. And uh, I was talking to our general manager the other day, Maynard Scales, and he was pointing out how he was watching, I think it was Meet the Press the other day, and they had a Republican on there. And this is another trick that they do. Every time she, every time she referred to Trump, she called him President Donald Trump. Every time she had something to say about our current president, President Joe Biden. She just called him Biden or Joe Biden, would not use the word president in front of it. So, you know, getting into your psyche, that's how conniving some people would say. That's how detailed they are. But that is what's going on. So you have to keep your ears and your eyes open. You have to know what's going on because it's a lot of trickery out here. Okay. Uh, my name is Cheryl Wilkerson. You are listening to On the Line. Glad you give me a, a listen. I do this show every Sunday morning at 11, 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Uh, sometimes we have some guests. Sometimes we just talk about some things that are going on. 
one thing, I don't think I have my notes on it, but I want you all to check out uh, the national parks because there is a free day coming up for national parks. That's something else we don't take advantage of. Do you take your children to the parks? To the national parks, I remember my parents used to take us to Pocahontas State Park all the time. Yeah, but that day is coming up. And so, yeah, gather up your children, your nieces, your nephews, whomever. Go out and enjoy the parks. You're paying taxes for them, right? I imagine you pay taxes for everything else. Oh, my gosh. So that's something that I think that we can take a little bit more interest in. And from what I understand, some of these parks have some lovely lodging. Now, it's not the glamping, the glamour camping. It's not that. But from what I understand, some of the uh, national parks are really, really, really nice. And so here's an article I just pulled up quickly because I didn't have my notes on it. And it's talking about January already. Have you heard of the National Parks Program, Every Kid Outdoors? It's amazing. So they say basically every fourth grader in the nation gets a free National Parks Pass. It's good for the whole family from September 1st through August 31st. So you just print out a temporary uh, paper pass from their website and bring it with you, and the whole family gets to go to the National Park. Again, the name of the program is Every Kid Outdoors. Every Kid Outdoors. Go to that website site and print out that pass and enjoy these national parks out here. From what I understand, they are really, really nice, okay? Cheryl Wilkerson on the line. What else did I have to tell you before we run out of time here today? Some amazing news stories. I do have a Facebook, uh, a Facebook news group. So let me tell you about me. I'm kind of conservative, right? So in my news group, I print news that is of concern to the black community. I do not put videos up. They're news stories. That's because Cheryl likes to read. Cheryl doesn't like to watch videos. So I put up news stories that you can read. I put up news stories Monday through Friday. They're about everything, um, sports, entertainment, hard news, crime, uh, entrepreneurship, all of that. I put it up. I update it every Monday through Friday. So you can check that out. And no, I don't put videos up. Okay. And the students are so funny at school. They'll be like, Cheryl, Miss Cheryl, we want you to look at this. We know you don't like videos, but just look at this one. So they're trying to get me there. Don't forget, if you're living in Virginia Beach, it's restaurant week. It runs now through January the 21st. Over a dozen restaurants are participating. They have special pricing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you head to our Hot 91 Facebook page, you can get all the information there. It's important. Also, we try to make sure that we check out the restaurants in our community and support them. We know how important that is. So just imagine if you have a business, you want people to support you. And you know what? If you go to a business and you have a bad experience, do not just get on social media and rag them out. How about trying to talk to the manager? How about trying to write them a private email? How about trying to give people grace? There's that word again. 
give people grace instead of just just being negative, just being negative. No, we don't want to be that type of person. We want to give people a chance to right a wrong. At least that's what we say. So could we please act that out? I, a friend was talking about a new restaurant, a black-owned restaurant. So I went to their page to check them out, and I saw the misspelling of a word. So where she had p- made the post about the restaurant, it's not correct of me to put it on that public post. So I sent her a private message and said I circled it and sent it to her so she could tell the owners there's a misspelling here. Let's treat each other the way that we want to be treated. It's not so hard. Now, having said all of that, you all are the best audience in the world. I appreciate you all so much. You are so smart. You fuel me. Your stories interest me. What I have learned being in this business and what I love about this business is everybody has a story. And it's my mission to get around to all of you all to hear about your story. So my email address is cwwilkerson at nsu.edu. cwwilkerson at nsu.edu. If you ever need to drop me a line, please do so. And sometimes it takes me a while to get back because things get hectic but I will get back to you all, okay? Thank you all for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Man, campus was electric this week. The students came back first week of classes back. We have some students that work with us during the morning show. Check us out. Fresh Start Morning Show starts right here, 91.1, every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Myself, DJB. Also, we have uh, Naya Ward and we have J.J. Mayo. So check us out. And then we have guests stopping by as well. But the the students were like, oh, man, I can't get a parking space. Oh, man, the students are back. So it's exciting. They're talking about how many classes they're taking, and this instructor and this professor. So it's good to be around the youth. It's good to just listen to them sometimes, right? Don't always try to teach them. Sometimes just listen to them. So I'm signing off. You all have a wonderful Sunday. We will do this again next week. Next week, I think, yeah, I have a very interesting man that's doing some great things in the community. You will not want to miss this show, okay? Promise you that. And as always, and as always, behold.